Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, coming to you today from Jacksonville, Florida, where yesterday and today we'll be at the University of North Florida. But today I want to talk about reasons people walk away from the faith, leave their faith, leave the church, leave Jesus. I'm not just talking about someone who backslides a little bit, but someone who really leaves the faith and wants nothing to do with it. Have you ever heard of someone who says they've left the faith because the church hurt them? I hear this all the time. This may be one of the most common reasons people give me, young people give me, for leaving the church. And indeed, we should respect this, honor this, remember that, that uh, be careful that we're not hurting people. We're not being legalistic, judgmental, uh, overly harsh on people as they struggle with their own life, their questions and doubts and so forth. But sometimes also we've got to realize we live in a culture that glorifies victimhood. That's right. Our culture today glorifies victimhood. And the more a young person can villainize someone who's hurt them, an authority figure, the more they, and sometimes it's nothing more than rebellion and just and them can claiming to be virtuous because they suffered at the hands of someone who is uh, more powerful than them. Now, again, I'm not seeking here to minimize true hurt that people have. I'm not seeking to minimize some people, some Christians really are rude or mean or or harsh or judgmental in ways and they don't they don't have love, they don't have kindness towards people who are struggling with their faith or struggling with sin, things of this nature. This is really true. I don't mean to minimize this. But I also think we need to be aware that this is not the reason people leave the church. It may be the reason given, but it's not the reason. Remember we talked yesterday about how there's always two reasons a person rejects the faith, the reason that sounds good and the real reason. And I want to encourage you, In this is an example of the case when we need to dig deeper and find the real reason, or we need to have the discernment and the wisdom to understand the real reason. Is the real reason someone left the church that they were hurt? Maybe. Now, now listen, I'm not denying that people get hurt. I'm not denying that people, uh, so, sometimes people, you get in a church, and people in the church, they have standards. Sometimes they're... Uh, unkind in how they express those standards. But whatever the case, we got to realize that the reason a person leaves the faith is not that they were hurt, but rather that they refuse to forgive the person who hurt them. That's right. It's kind of a small distinction, but it's a big one. I'm not denying that they were hurt. I've said that before. I'll say it again. I want to stress that sometimes people hurt one another because they're human beings. It happens in the church. It happens in the school. It happens in in the classroom. It happens in the family. It happens at the workplace. It happens everywhere. People hurt one another. That's just a reality. People can be rude. People can be mean. I realize in the church we have a higher standard. We expect church people to be loving and kind and gracious at all times but sometimes they're not. And so when that happens, what we need to do is learn how to forgive. There's two reasons. The reason that sounds good, I was hurt. I'm a victim. 
People were mean to me. I suffered when I was in the church, and so I had the courage to and the, the virtue to stand up against them and to leave and to, and to say, I will have nothing to do with you. That's the victimhood mentality that people use towards their church. Lots of times, young, rebellious kids use that towards their parents. Sometimes we use that in other cases as well. But the real reason, as I said, is not that they are hurt. The real reason is that they did not forgive those who hurt them. This is what Jesus said. This is part of our Christian faith. And if you're really a Christian, this is not an option for you. Jesus said we must forgive one another. In the Lord's Prayer, he tells us that, you know, we pray, Father, forgive us our debts or our trespasses or our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us or trespassed against us. And he ends the Lord's Prayer with the most interesting statement. For if you do not forgive others their transgressions, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Folks, this is serious business. This is serious. Whether you're a young person, whether you're an old person, whoever it is, if you're in a community of people, if you're in a church, there will be people who hurt you. There will be people who disappoint you. There will be people who let you down. There will be people who don't live up to the Christian standard in how they treat you. And you have the cho- you have the responsibility in that instance, to forgive them. And if you don't, you're in serious spiritual danger of wandering away from the faith. In fact, what the Bible warns us is that we can become bitter, and bitterness destroys us. Look in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, where where the writer to the Hebrews uh, says to us, see to it that no root, that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it, many be defiled. A root of bitterness defiles others. A root of bitterness spreads discontent. A root of bitterness spreads a negative spirit, but it starts with a person who won't forgive. It starts with a person who says, I'm hurt, and I refuse to forgive. Now, I'm going to tell you, this this is a challenge. I've shared this before, but it's worth saying again. In my life, this has been my biggest challenge in in my Christian life, forgiving those who've hurt me. And I don't know if if it's harder for me than others, or if it's just some people that, you know, we each have our own particular sin that for whatever reason we've got to struggle with. But through the years, there have been several times when, when I have really had difficulty forgiving a person, and I've had to be careful. I've had to do what scripture says. So I want to run through this real quickly. What do you do? How do you forgive someone in the church who's hurt and harmed you? What do you do? Well, Matthew 18 gives us, first of all, a process. It assumes that there will be people that will mistreat you. There'll be people who will act non-Christian towards you. So what do you do? Matthew 18 gives you four steps to do. If your brother sins against you, the first thing you should do, you go talk to him about it. You go confront him about it. He or she might not even be aware of what they did. They might not be aware of how painful or hurtful it was to you. So you go talk to him about it. You, you simply say, I'm not sure if you realize this, but when you said this or when you did that, that really hurt. Uh, and, and explain that to them. That really hurt me. And see how they respond. If they respond in humility, and say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize, or yeah, you're right, that really was wrong to me, I'm sorry, 
can you forgive me for what I've done? Then you've won your brother and you've sought reconciliation. You've achieved reconciliation and move on. Move on. If they, if they forgive you, move on. But what if, what if you go to them and confront them and bring it up and they don't respond? They say, no, I wasn't wrong. You were the wrong. You know, what if something like that happens? Step two is you take someone with you, a witness. You take someone with you and say, you know, our first conversation didn't work. We need to talk about this again. And I've, I've decided to bring someone with me who has wisdom, discernment, maturity. I respect them. I assume you respect them. Let's try and get this thing reconciled. We talk again, we bring it up again, and now you've got this one or two people there to help bring the reconciliation. And if they succeed, then victory. There's reconciliation. Move on. But if they don't, if the person you're talking to still uh, it does not acknowledge their sin and the witness agrees with you that they, they sinned against you, now they may say, well, wait a minute, you're blowing this out of proportion. What they did wasn't really a bad thing. They might say that. But assuming that they agree with you and that the person sinned against you and refuses to say they're sorry or repent of what they've done, then are you ready? You tell it to the church. This is serious now that there's sin, there's a lack of reconciliation, there's a lack of unity in the church. This is serious. And so you, through the leadership, you don't just stand up in the middle of the service and announce it, but you, through the leadership, you announce to the church that this particular person has refused reconciliation. They have refused to, to acknowledge how they've hurt and sinned against another person. And the church brings pressure now. The church urges this person to repent of what they've done. And if they still won't do it, then Jesus says, let them be to you as a tax collector and a Gentile. In other words, you reject fellowship. What they've done is so egregious that you say, you really are not welcome in the church until you repent of what you've done. This is how important God values unity. This is how important God wants us to reconcile our relationships. He doesn't, we, we don't do this anymore. And that's why we've got a lot of people walking around saying, the church hurt them. And believe me, friends, on our college campus, there is a strong narrative of people leaving the church because the church hurt them. That's not just an isolated case here or there. I hear it almost every day. This is something we need to do. We need to reconcile. But also, once again, whether the person ever repents or not, we've got to learn to forgive. And if you can't forgive people in your family or in your church or wherever you encounter other human beings, then it's not going to be long before, like I said, a root of bitterness defiles you and defiles others. There are bitter people out there. You hang around bitter people, it's going to defile you. It's going to defile whoever they're around because bitterness is an unchristian virtue. It goes so against our Christian faith, which tells us that we are to be people who forgive How do you learn to forgive someone who's hurt you? Well, my advice and what I've had to learn to do is the key to forgiving others, focus on how Jesus has forgiven me or forgiven you. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor clamor and slander be put away from you and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Jesus tells the story of a man 
who a slave who owed his master like a couple million dollars. He said, I can't pay. And the master said, I'm going to throw you in the, in the prison until it's paid off. He said, have mercy on me. Please don't do it. I'll repay it. The master had mercy and forgave him his debt. And then that, and then that slave went out and found someone who owed him 50 bucks. And he said, pay up or else. The guy said, I can't have mercy on me. I'll pay when I can. And he says, no, I'll throw you in the prison until your debt's paid off. You see, this slave owed his master like 2 million bucks and was forgiven, but he couldn't forgive the person who owed him like 50 bucks. Folks, people will hurt you. I've learned this. People will hurt you. Close friends will hurt you. People you love will hurt you. Maybe a spouse will hurt you, a family member, a parent, a pastor will hurt you. People that you have high expectations of and you think they should always act Christian will hurt you. It's just a reality. Expect it. And when that happens, you if you need to confront them, the Matthew 18 process, do that. But whether you need to do that or not, whatever, however along the way, you need to say, Father, you have forgiven me so much more than I could ever forgive them. I've hurt you so much more than they ever hurt me. I need to be so much more sorry than they need to be sorry towards me. And Father, if you could forgive me all I've done, I need to forgive them for what they've done. In comparison, it's so small. In comparison to what I've done to you, it's so small. Focus on how Christ has forgiven you. And you'll find it a lot easier to forgive those who've hurt you. Why do people leave the church? Because someone hurt them? Well, that's the surface issue, and it may be true, but the real issue is they they could not or did not or would not forgive the person who hurt them. And that's why they left the church. It'll happen. You got to learn how to deal with it, or else you'll live life bitter and angry at God at people who could love you and benefit you. One thing to realize, my friends, Satan has a strategy. One of his strategies is to divide you from the people who could best benefit you. Keep that in mind. He want The people who could best benefit you also are the people who can most hurt you. And so Satan will try and divide you away from them in hopes of dividing you from the church, dividing you from God, dividing you from people who really do love you, even if at times they do it, they don't do it well. Father in heaven, we come to you today, and I, I know I, and I assume everyone listening now, has had times when good people, Christian people, people who are trying to follow Christ, really have hurt us. They've mistreated us. They've let us down. They failed us, maybe even betrayed us, whatever may be the case. And Father, In the name of Jesus, we pray for the grace and power to forgive them. We pray for the grace and power to, if we need to talk to them, to seek reconciliation, we would. If we just need to forgive them and move on and say, say, they did that to me, but I'm not going to let that destroy me. I'm not going to let it make me bitter. I will choose to bring forgiveness. I will choose to focus on Jesus, how you have forgiven me. And in the same way, I will forgive them. Lord, help us with this. Help us to not be defiled by bitterness. Help us, Lord, not to let a lack of forgiveness of others drive a wedge between us and you. And we do pray for those who've been hurt. 
We pray for those who've left our churches because they're hurt. Father, if we need to seek forgiveness, we would, but we pray for them to have a spirit of forgiving others and not allow this to drive a wedge between them and you. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Important message. Very important. I think perhaps, sometimes I think the greatest need in America today, in the church, is we learn how to forgive. The greatest need in our culture is we learn how to forgive. We talk about this often because it's not a small thing. This is a huge problem in the lives of a lot of people. I pray it won't be in yours. Why we have the grace to forgive. We come here every day and talk about the Word of God, how it can be practical. We're starting a series in the midst of a series right now of why people walk away from the faith. Bitterness is perhaps the number one or two reason. We'll go on to another reason tomorrow. I hope you'll be able to join us. We come here live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. But you can watch the video anytime, later in the day or whenever, and you can also uh, listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But I encourage you, set a time. Don't just be sporadic, or if you feel like it, make it a habit. Be in the Word daily. It'll bless your life. To you come here every day, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for allowing me the privilege of building, sowing the seed of God's Word and building into your life. I love you all. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.